Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you so much for having me on, Tim. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I was listening to that little clip from the Andrew Clyde commercial, and I was thinking to myself, you know, if, if Representative Matt Gertler were not in the race, if for whatever reason you weren't running for Congress... Andrew Clyde sounds to me like the kind of guy you'd vote for. Am I wrong about that? Well, um, you know, uh, I, I think he has a great story, you know, and um, uh, and seems like a like a good guy. Uh, the only thing that I would say is there's no hardly any legislative experience like I have, and you know, I love to talk about uh, our campaign and things like that would set us apart. Well, he would say, listen, I'm the outsider. That guy, Gertler, he's part of the establishment. I'm the outsider. So Andrew <laughs> Clyde would say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm the farthest thing from, uh, I guess, an insider, you say. I'm just a home builder up here in Raven County. And uh, if anybody's followed my record on the state level, you'd see that the uh, establishment you know, hates me. I'm probably the most hated man by the establishment in Georgia for the last four years. So I've actually tried to be a, a, the most Republican legislator I can. And that's why I have the most conservative voting record in the state. And, you know, of course, that's what we're running on, my proven conservative record. I've never voted for tax increases. I've always opposed our bloated and corrupted budgets on the state level. But not only Republican actually to vote against those for four years straight and speak against them because they add debt, have hundreds of millions of dollars of subsidies to Georgians. And that was uh, my own party's budget. So I've taken a hard stand over and over again and uh, trying to represent the people and stand on principle. That's, uh, that's what sets our campaign apart, that, that experience of actually having the record and proven record. Because, as we know, everybody says a lot of good things on the campaign trail. And then when they get to D.C. or they get down to the state capitals, uh, they change. And the system kind of eats them up. And they say you have to compromise. And if you don't compromise, you're not going to get things done. And then when you compromise, your integrity, integrity level goes down and down and down. And so you become a part of the swamp. And this happens over and over and over again. And that's what sets us apart. So I have a proven record of not compromising our core values and principles. And that's what we need, more leadership like that in D.C. Let's look at one of those uh, one of those issues, one of those pieces of legislation, state rep and congressional candidate Matt Gertler with us this morning. Again, one week away from runoff election day, the early voting continuing through Friday in Georgia's 9th Congressional District. The only House member earlier this year, back in March, before everything shut down, you voted against a measure to regulate pharmacy benefits managers, those the people who negotiate the drug price between the health insurances, uh, health insurance providers and the pharmacies. That measure passed with only one dissenting vote. You were the one dissenting vote. Uh, what was the rationale for that? If I remember correctly on this one, uh, we, we voted on probably 1,200 pieces of legislation in my four years. We actually vote more in the three months than Congress does in the entire year. So if I remember correctly on this bill, it had something to do with interference in the free market. You know, I, I think what you're talking about is we're, we're trying to hold um, the pharmaceutical companies and things like that from uh, in the, in the, in the uh, hospitals from having the, uh, these price control signals and things like that. And what we figured, I think, um, was with about having the government tell these private private companies what they can and cannot do. We would like the government to be completely.
completely out of our healthcare system altogether. And the only way to actually have better competition is having more free markets. And, um, and that's what is needed to actually get back to a limited government. So those are the type of hard stands I've taken. I've taken those on the budgets, on many bills as to the loan. But our, our founding fathers said, you know, John Adams said, stand on principle, even if you stand alone. And having that hard stand like that, I mean, if you look back at with the emergency powers back in, I think it was March when we had the emergency powers come up. I stood alone on that one, too. I was just about to bring that up. Uh, 142 <laughs> to 1 was that vote. Matt Gertler was the one uh, declaring a state public health emergency because of the coronavirus pandemic in Georgia. Everybody else votes yes, you vote no. Why? Yeah, this is what I'm talking about, the culture of the Capitol. You know, when we had a special session come in, uh, this is my second special session, we had two pieces of legislation on our desk. And one was an unlimited power to the executive, and one was a 30-day renewal with a check from the legislative branch, us in the House, which is very reasonable and responsible. And that morning, every Democrat I talked to and every Republican I talked to said that they were not going to vote for the unlimited power. And you know, that's civics one-on-one. That's, that's checks and balances. No matter, no matter who the governor is, uh, who, the, who the executive is running the executive, we need to have checks on the executive. That's just civics one-on-one, checks and balances. Yet three hours later, every single person voted for it because they were afraid. I believe many of them were afraid that they were going to be attacked on this. And, um, you know, I, I stood on the principle that we need to have checks and balances. 30 days is, a, is, is pretty reasonable to come back in and do that. And I, I was kind of astounded after my four years of service down there that not a single person stood with me on that simple measure to have checks and balances. You know, um, 30 days is very reasonable. And when it came down to the vote, though, um, I stood alone on the House and the Senate. No no one in the Senate either actually voted against it. But I think that was the right thing to do. That's what the proper thing to do and the proper role of government was to do, was to have a 30-day renewal to have the check on the people's house to the executive. We're the people's house. So that's what we're talking about. There's There's a system, the culture of the Capitol, and the state capitals up in D.C., the swamp, as our president calls it, it was alive and well, and we need bold leaders to stand on principle. People like Jim Jordan or Andy Biggs or Senator Rand Paul, who has endorsed our campaign, or Congressman Thomas Massey, who has endorsed our campaign. Those are some of the most conservative members in, in the United States in our Congress. Those are the type of people that I'm be joining ranks with, because those people are making the difference. Right, They're the guys out there fighting. State Rep. Matt Gertler with us. Let's go ahead uh, for the next couple of minutes here anyway, go ahead and put you in the House. In fact, let's put you there today uh, as as the House is taking up again the debate over coronavirus relief legislation, another few trillion dollars probably to be printed up. Where would you be on this? Where would you have been the first time around? Where would you be now? What should happen? What's the role of Congress here? Yeah, I do not think that it, it is it is going to be responsible to keep printing money out of thin air into adding more debt to, to American citizens. You know, the founding fathers said the greatest threat to our national security is public debt. And we have a debt. We have a debt and spending problem, and we have over $26 trillion. I would have voted against those first stimulus bills. I would have voted against the, the next one. You know, the, over 75% of the bill had nothing to do with the coronavirus. And it's going to, you know, keep kicking the can down the road. It's not going to help, you know, my daughter or her, or her children. And um, it's just unsustainable. Our country is going to become insolvent if we do not have people up there actually focusing on the real issues like our public debt, 
like bringing our troops home. I'm the only candidate here to believe in America first foreign policy like our president and actually stopping the nation, building the endless wars. We have got to get our debt under control. We've got to figure out where our spending's happening. And this happens from the Democrats, but also the Rhino Republicans. Of course, we've got to face the Democrats. You know, they're getting so far crazy to the left, it's almost uh, unrecognizable at this point. More Marxist socialism, communism going on. We also have a problem with leadership and Rhino Republicans. Is continuing the status quo. And so I definitely have a reputation of, you know, not going along and getting along with these people. You have to stand on principle. You have to represent the people. And people are itching for someone to represent them. That's why they elected Donald Trump. They want actually people to represent them and their interests instead of becoming a part of the club and just going along with everything and just basically having their own powers. It's rooted in selfishness, really. And I have a lot of experience with that at the state capitol. And that's why I have the most conservative voting record in the state. It's because I stood on principle, and I try to be the most Republican I can. And I think I'm the only representative in all of Georgia that's never voted for a tax increase in four years since I've been down there. And that's the kind of stance you have to take. That's the leadership I'm going to take to D.C. if I'm elected. I hope that I can earn everybody's support on August 11th. Again, uh, that, is, yeah, that is one week from today, the runoff in Georgia 9, the race to replace Hall County Republican and U.S. Senate candidate Doug Collins. State Rep. Matt Gertler, best of luck next Tuesday, the early voting that continues through Friday. Best of luck out there. Thanks for your time this morning. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you so much, Tim, for having me on.